Ethan Alden. Reviews Movies. From Space. Hello, this is Nick Cage. I'm here to steal the Declaration of Independence. Just kidding, it's me, Ethan Alden. Once again, I'm the guy who got stuck on a space station during the lizard apocalypse, and I just hang out up here and watch movies. Today we're doing something special, and I'm just going to warn you guys, some of you guys are going to find this a little bit on the scary side, but here goes. Today, we have a very special guest. Say hello, Coco. Coco is a lizard person. He boarded the station at the end of last season of the show. He was on his way back to Earth, and he stopped by to borrow some Tide, and I told him, well, I'm actually about to do a load, so you want to just, like, throw your clothes in with mine? And so he did, and now he's leaving Earth again, and he stopped by on his way out to do another load. But remember, guys, not all lizard people are bad. Only some lizard people enslaved mankind. It was other lizard people that helped save us. And Coco is a delightful person. He loves red vines. He has a pet chinchilla. And well, I'm sorry, no, you go. Right. Oh, speaking of death, unfortunately, he can't give me a ride home because lizard ships are not safe for humans to use because there's no oxygen on board. So clearly I will go sailing no more but i wanted to bring coco on today because as i said before lizards are just human beings guys just like you and me and and it that's important for us to celebrate and be aware of and and come together upon upon come together upon that issue so it's good to have you coco three blessings number one coco visiting it's great to have um well, I was going to say a friend, but I don't want to be presumptuous. I guess acquaintance is the right word. <laughs> New friends. Okay, yeah, no, I like that. Second blessing. I've been watching Mortal Kombat videos on YouTube, and that's been fun. And Coco, you play Mortal Kombat, right? <laughs> Who do you play as? <laughs> oh, um, Scorpion. <laughs> I love it. Third blessing. Coco brought up some of his homemade chocolate baubles, and they are, oh my God, they're to die for. Today, we're kicking off a special three-part series called Drumroll, Please, Coco. Yeah, it's good. Well, uh, uh, less claw. Trilogy of Trilogies. Three episodes, one trilogy per episode. Today, we're talking about the Indiana Jones trilogy. What is this trilogy about? There's this famous lion tamer, and he has a twin that's like a professor. And one of them goes on adventures, and the other one stays at home and works with juvenile delinquents. The trilogy includes three movies. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the lion tamer looks for uh, Pandora's box, I guess. Uh, number two, Temple of Doom, where the lion tamer looks for magic eggs. And number three, The Last Crusade, where they look for the cup of Christ, which is silly because everybody knows Jesus drank from a sponge on a stick, but it's a fantasy. Who's in them and what are they known for? Uh, okay, so, so in this series, I, I'm not going to, you know, because each episode I do is going to be three movies. 
And it's just like way too many actors to name. So in this one, instead, I'll just, uh, I'm going to list some notable people who aren't in Indiana Jones, just like for fun. So um, I don't know, Kate Blanchett wasn't in any of them. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, Ray Winstone, John Hurt, uh, Jim Broadbent. None of them, none of them are in any Indiana Jones movie at all. Uh, the genre is brown. The dirt is brown. The twins' clothes are brown. There's just a lot of brown stuff in these. E is for enjoyment. Uh, number one, uh, the lion tamer isn't fearless all the time, which I like a lot. It makes him a lot more relatable. He's not this like super fearless dude running around not scared. He gets scared a lot. In fact, they, they make this big thing about him being afraid of snakes, but he faces his fears, which is really cool to watch on screen. Number two, the lion tamer is definitely an action hero, but he's not always in control of the situation. He's often just barely surviving by the skin of his teeth, which is cool and also helps make the movies funny. No, uh, Coco, not literally skin on his teeth. Uh, her like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Number three, d- these are just very fun wish fulfillment type action movies. Number four, Excellent music by John Williams. It's, I mean, it's, it's, he's like an icon and everybody says that his music is great and to the point where it's almost like not even worth mentioning because people, it's like your eyes glaze over when somebody says he's amazing because you're like, yeah, I knew that. But let's take a moment and just like think about how amazing his music is because there really isn't anybody like him, guys. And he did the music for all three of these. Uh, What number are we on? One, two... Five. There's this part in the second movie where you just hear two solid punches and a bad dude comes sliding into frame through the dirt unconscious. And it's like little things like that that make Indy as a character feel larger than life, which is really, it it just makes the movies have all this weight and these cool moments. And the final E for enjoyment point, no aliens. There's no aliens or interdimensional beings in any of these movies, none at all, in any Indiana Jones movie ever, and I love that. I think that's great. My favorite one is probably the second one, the one with the magic eggs, because they just look so good. I would scramble those up. I would make those into an omelet. Parental guidance, the part of the show where I tell you what parts might be spooky or scary or might you might want to like cuddle your kids while they watch them. Lizard Watch. We do this every episode where because we know that some lizards are good, but some lizards were took over the world. I like to tell you guys if lizards are coming up in the movie because sometimes people aren't ready for that. In this movie, there are lots of scenes that take place in the desert and there are tons of lizards in the desert, but not many lizard people live in the desert. You're far more likely to see lizard people at the beach. Or, yeah, Coco's right, in rural Montana, because the American cowboy aesthetic is kind of like a lizard fad right now. But you're not going to see a lot of actual lizard people in the desert, but you will see, like, lizards, the the, 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 the small ones, the critters. Along the same lines... I'm um, oh, sorry, I lost my place in my notes. These movies are about white people going to other countries and saving the day, 
And there's nothing wrong with a guy who saves the day who happens to be white, but if you see a bunch of movies where white people go to other countries and save the day, I mean, it's not like white people are only the only people capable of saving the day. Uh, so that uh, it's, it's just kind of a bummer that that's what these movies do. Along the same lines, there's a really uncomfortable depiction of uh, Indian people eating bizarre food as if they're barbarians. It's done for a laugh. It's supposed to be a gag, but it's just kind of bad taste. Uh, there's a part where a character says bad dates and he's talking about fruit, but if you've ever had like a bad romantic date, you might get triggered because I was watching it and I had a flashback to the time I went whale watching on a first date and I leaned way out over the rail because I dropped my fanny pack and I fell overboard and was struck by a recreational trawler. That's probably the second worst date I've ever had. Uh, Indiana Jones does have people help him out sometimes, but he's always the most capable character, and he's always doing most of the work. And I used to watch these movies as a kid, and I got the idea I was less than because I was never as cool or effortless or handsome as Indiana Jones. And I think these movies messed up my concept of healthy masculinity because of that. So there are other movies that are more about a team effort, and I like that. So that's something to be aware of when you watch these. Uh, at one point, Indy puts on clothes that are way too small, and that just gave me anxiety, man. I used to have this floral shirt that had a super rad design, but the bottom button was, like, up above my belly button. Uh, and so, like, the shirt split, and if, if you know, a breeze caught, you could see my belly button, and I, I didn't want people to see my belly fat. But don't worry too much about that because that movement's really quick, and then he changes into clothes that actually fit him, which is nice. I really appreciate it. Um, the Spielberg guy for doing that. Rating, five out of five stars for Indiana Jones. Very fun, very exciting movies. Tweet them and weep. A part of the show where I read your tweets and I respond to them. At Ursula K. Le Guin's personal gay penguin says, are there Tuscan Raiders in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Nice try, no spoilers voicemail today we have a new segment i'm gonna listen to and respond to a voicemail from one of you guys so this voicemail is from someone named austin let's take a listen hey ethan austin here long time listener first time caller i've got a question for you so we all know that in space gravity is um different and sometimes like there's less gravity in space uh, so I'm curious, when you're watching movies, when you're at a particular scene that has a lot of gravity to it, maybe like a lot of emotion, do you feel like um, maybe like it's different in space? Like, do you feel less emotional, excited, or sad when you're watching movies in space? Uh, anyways, love the podcast. I'd love to hear your answer. Thanks. Bye. That's a great question, Austin. Long time talker, first time um, listening to you. Uh, we have artificial gravity here on board the space station, actually, so I do feel things, but sometimes I'm afraid that it's all artificial, and that makes me sort of question who I am and if I'm real, and if so, what parts? So I, I just try not to think about it, which works really well for me, but that was a great question, Austin. Thank you. Three things I'm looking forward to when I get back to Earth. Number one, kombucha. 
We don't have kombucha in space. Oh, wow, really? Dude, that is so nice of you, Coco. I would love that. Um, ginger ale. Dude, thanks, man. That is so sweet of you. Well, okay, number two, walk-in closets. We don't have walk-in closets up here. Those are nice, miss those. Number three, sea serpents. Sea serpents roam wild through the ocean now. I know, I know they're very dangerous and I would never wish sea serpent attacks on anyone, but it would be cool to see one. So that's, that's on my list. All right, everybody. Well, that wraps, wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for sitting in with me, Coco. Uh, wow. I just realized, I guess you're the first person that I've seen in like 11 years, which is pretty wild. <laughs> exactly. Coco, it is such a delight to have you visit. I, I know you have to get back to delivering mail to lizard cosmonauts but if you ever have another free moment just come on by and to everyone on earth if you guys are in long beach keep an eye out for my cousin's ship the notary public he's still a cabin boy on one of those uh, sea monster hunting warships if you want to read more about that you can go on the website that my other cousin set up it's ethanaldenpodcast.com and uh there's stuff on there about the notary public and uh, my other cousin. And uh, I, I think it's, it's just a bunch of general information about the apocalypse and what's been going down. So uh, if you want to check that out, head over there. And if you can, send some oranges to the notary public because they've been battling scurvy and my cousin lost a tooth. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>